Get the old chimney sweeper. Make sure the chimney is clear. Time to get humming. Santa is coming. I love this time of the year. I'll set the tree by the mantel. You wrap the presents, my dear. Let's make the dishes. Everyone wishes. I love this time of the year. The snowflakes are on the ground, and Christmas is hello. Hello. I am Pete, and that is Molly. Hi. And this is the first episode of our Christmas-themed podcast. Molly and Pete Save Christmas, and what it is is we watch a Hallmark Christmas movie, and we come here and we break it down for you because Molly and I are huge fans of Christmas, huge fans of the Hallmark Christmas movies, so we thought it would be a good idea to watch them and tell you about how much we love them or hate them. So our first movie is A Song for Christmas, which is on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Which is different than... Well, as Kelly Martin reminds us, if you're in the mood for drama, go to Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. And Candace Camembert says, if you want a light romantic comedy, go to just the regular Hallmark channel. So for this episode, Song for Christmas is the movie that we're going to break down. It is a... What are we in the mood for for this one? Drama. We're We're in the mood for drama. It's pretty light, though. It's not weepy. It doesn't get too serious. So it stars Becca Tobin, who was on Glee. She was? Yeah, I think we stopped watching Glee when she was on. After the first season? <laughs> like, I love, you know, I love Jonathan Groff, and mm-hmm. he was on Glee, but I, do you remember that? Was no, that after we stopped think, watching? Yeah, I think we only watched the first couple of seasons. Yeah. Um, and then some guy named Kevin McCary, McGarry, who just seems like kind of a basic cable bit part regular. Well, as we watch these, I think you rightfully thought that these Hallmark movies star actors who are like the new soap opera stars. Yeah. So they're just kind of generic. They're good looking. They're good looking in a generic way. Right. Yeah. Or they're a star that's found, you know, there. there's a lot of great female roles in these movies and maybe there's not in other places. So they found an outlet so here Alicia and maybe some Witt creative gets a control. lot of uh, work yeah. in the Hallmark. Danica era. McKellar, mm-hmm. Kelly Martin. Mm-hmm. Candace Cameron, Beret. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of our faves. So he, this guy, the other star, is kind of just a generic. Yeah, but he looks a lot like Chris Isaac. And the, he does. When we get to it, he's we see him like pl- brutally playing guitar. And I'm like, that could this be Chris Isaac's son? But then I remembered Chris Isaac is known for being like a lifelong bachelor and not having children. And so, no, he is not. So a little research. She did a little research and found out that. Chris Isaac's son is not starring there in There is Hallmark no Chris movies. Isaac's son. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's just maybe inspired by Chris <laughs> Isaac. But this movie has a it's a very um if you're a fan of the show Nashville, you're gonna recognize a lot of similarities here. Like the lead character has a very Juliet Barnes quality to mm-hmm. her, the Hayden Panettiere character. And then this guy's kind of like Gunner. He has hair like Gunner where it sort of looks like a Ken doll, like where you could just like <laughs> pop it off and it would stay the same and pop it back on and the storyline has like her manager kind of feels like her manager in nashville so her makeup artist looks like one of juliet's friends 
I don't know. I was feeling Nashville throughout it. Because the girl in the song for Christmas, she is a country music star. She's, but she's sort. like a pop country music star. And she's at the beginning of her career. She had an album out that didn't really do that well. She was writing all of her own songs in her first album, and they loved to bring up that it was a failure. She loves to bring up <laughs> that it was a failure. And so now she has this new manager who's very controlling, Yeah, and he wants her to look a certain way seeing these generic country pop songs that other people are writing. He's and she's got, fighting against He's that. got this like very tight, well-manicured beard. He he's definitely takes on a villain type of he, role. Yeah, he looks like... I don't... Who does he remind you of? Like, he's sort of... Like, kind of Stellan Sarsgaard, Liam yeah. Neeson-ish. Mm-hmm. There's something, though, artificial so about you, him. you kind of hate him in the beginning yeah. because... He's guiding her career, and you can tell she doesn't really, she's not really. She wants to be more authentic, and he wants to be more commercial. And he wants to create a a fake relationship with another country star. So, like, that kind of relationship takes off, and people talk about him, and then her music becomes more popular because of the, you know, the dynamic between these two young country stars. Yeah, it gets her out more linked to him. And so that he's kind of pushing her in that way, and she wants to write her own song. Be her still, own person. Be her own person, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it starts out with um, she's being interviewed on a local news station. And we don't, I guess we're in Nashville, but the beginning scenes show just various cities. And one of them is Chicago. They show the Chris Kendall market. Yeah. And I got kind of excited, and then I realized, like, there were some other random. There's always, like, skylines that I don't recognize in these movies but this follows the trope that the city girl goes to the country Mm -hmm. which is most of these movies yeah yeah Yeah, a classic storyline in these movies so they're establishing that she's in the city Mm -hmm. and she's on this talk show yeah you're like hey that's a skyline you don't know when you never know what it is. Is that Toronto (laughs) (laughs) is this Cincinnati (laughs) where is this hey skyline so she's has she's got this hot single called Rockstar and yeah that Cole Wyatt guy that she's mm-hmm. um connected to and her manager comes in after her local news interview to show her that she's made another uh, magazine cover with Cole Wyatt like a picture of them sort of tabloidy but it is the fakest <laughs> magazine cover I've ever like they I mean you know like photos always look weird in these where you can tell they shot everything in one day and then quickly photoshopped it it just looks like they took a picture of them, cut it out with scissors, <laughs> yeah. like kids' safety scissors, yeah. <laughs> glued it onto a piece of construction paper, wrote the name Music Watcher on the top. And that's it's terrible. It's so bad. It's, yeah, it's unnecessarily bad. So she has a big show at the Palace, which we don't know where this mm-hmm. is. I feel like maybe they said Philadelphia at some point. Um, and again, like we don't know where she is. Maybe it's Nashville. So she's got to get to the palace for this concert on Christmas Eve. And at one point I figured out that it's December 15th on this, like by the, them saying it was How 10 many days till Christmas. Yeah. The palace show. Or this is the December, maybe, so maybe this is December 14th. Mm-hmm. So they've got to get her from, let's say, Nashville to Philadelphia. So you would think, let's stay in Nashville until maybe the day or two before and then fly there. Mm-hmm. But they've decided to take a huge tour bus. <laughs> yeah. With no other shows planned, they're going to drive this huge tour bus to, let's say, Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. And so along the way, the manager decides maybe she needs a little break. So we're going to stop in Preston, Virginia, which is a very Christmassy town, at a bed and breakfast. So she can have a little break because he knows that she's, she's tired and stressed out and just wants to enjoy the holidays. So they stop in Preston and spend the night. 
And she so there's they're staying there and she leaves the bed and breakfast and just walks across the street. So this is sort of a residential block or maybe just a block off of the main drag in the little town. And she walks across the street to a gas station. Like it's that it doesn't match up where they are. Mm-hmm. And we see Dylan, the Chris Isaac guy, for the first time, leaning against his pickup truck, strumming his guitar. It's a good tune. What is it? Nothing, really. I'm just, just playing around. It's just music. It's never just music. It's catchy. You've got yourself an earworm. An earworm? What's that? You know, something that wiggles its way into your mind and won't let go. Yeah, I know what you mean. All right. <laughs> and this is the beginning of them staring at each other. There's a lot of I'm trying to decide the whole movie if they have chemistry or not. I think maybe they do, but yeah. he stares at her a lot and he's a lot taller than her and it somehow something about it makes me uncomfortable. He stares like a little too long every he, time. What kind of a musician doesn't know what an earworm is? The kind that stays in Preston, Virginia and is afraid to <laughs> to go to Nashville. <laughs> that is the running theme throughout. He is allegedly a talented musician she hears 10 seconds of him strumming an acoustic guitar and she's like oh boy this guy should be <laughs> famous i don't know how that works but throughout the the course of the the movie it's established that he has some talent in, in singing and writing songs it's always been his dream it's always been his dream to become a famous singer but he doesn't want to leave preston he's he wants to stay with his family family in on preston, farm Virginia. And make sure they're okay and take care of them because they're not totally able to take care of themselves. That's not wrong <laughs> what he's thinking. But yeah, so that's when they, they're they meet cute and cut to the next morning. She um, they're packing up the bus to leave and her manager and her um, makeup artist are out getting coffee. She tells the bus driver, OK, I'm going to get in the bus and wait for them. But she sees Dylan at the tree lot now that's across the street from mm-hmm. the B&B. And goes over there to say hi. And the bus leaves her there. So she's stuck. And one of the things that I noticed in this is, okay, it's snowy, it's cold, and she is from Atlanta where it's warm. But she never zips up her coat. No one zips up their coats in these movies. (laughs) Well, because they're filmed in July. (laughs) You could tell that they're they're walking through fake snow, but they're like sweating too. (laughs) There's no, you never can see breath, you know, coming out of their mouths. It's obviously filmed during the summer. But it just really takes me out of it. There's a coat swinging around. (laughs) Then um, she and Dylan kind of banter back and forth about he's kind of catching on that she's Adelaide K, the pop star, and she's pretending like she doesn't know what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. And then she turns around and realizes that the bus has left her. And she doesn't know what to do. Like, her, she doesn't have her phone. So she goes up to the girl who's working the tree lot and asks if she can use her phone. And so this is Haley. And, and Haley is, she's 16. We find out she's kind of Canadian Evan Rachel Wood. She's a bit scrappy. Mm-hmm. She's got, you know, like, she's very capable. Like, she always has, like, a plan and answer for things. So she's like, okay, we live 10 minutes north where your bus was going. Come with me. You can wait there and then you're, you know, you're 10 minutes down the road and they can just turn around. They won't be, they'll just be a couple of minutes ahead of us and they can come back and get you. And she's like, okay, let's do that. So 
They go up to her family's tree farm on the way. They hear her song on the radio. Mm-hmm. And again, she's still playing it cool and not she, revealing going, she, who she is. She's going by Addie yep. instead of Adelaide K. Yeah. To toss people off the scent. Let's go by Addie. <laughs> they won't catch on. It's hard to tell what level of fame she is because no one recognizes her. Well, she, you know, her first record flopped, but then now with this new manager, her new manager has got her on a trajectory towards yeah. fame where now she's sort of got a hit and, and a little bit of a buzz behind her. Yeah, and Haley says, like, I can never remember the girl's name who sings this or whatever. Mm. So. She's on the way up, but she's not quite famous yet. Yeah. So they go up to the Lap Tree Farm. <laughs> <laughs> These are the Laps. This is Haley Lap. So, um, and we've heard a lot about how... Addie is a city girl and she doesn't know anything about the country or or she only knows about being living somewhere warm and it's the city and this is all new to her. So they head up and they they meet her parents who are a little the dad is a little goofy and the mom is this is this Hallmark movie mom that exists in a lot of them where she's she loves the Christmas way or no way. Yeah. And if you don't, you know, do things the traditional Christmas way, there's something wrong with you. And she makes lots of references to them being like different, but then anything that's different, she has a problem mm-hmm. with. So Emma and Dale, the parents, <laughs> yes. Emma and Dale Lap. Yeah. <laughs> of the Lap tree farm. Emma and Dale Lap. And I think Dale Lap looks like, I was going to say he looks like a cross between Jason Sudeikis' dad and Mitt Romney. But he, yes. he actually looks like that's Jason perfect. Sudeikis playing Mitt Romney on yes. Saturday Live. That's, that's exactly who totally he looks like. Totally perfect. I got a real Seventh Heaven vibe from the, this family too. Mm-hmm. Like the mom oh, looks yeah. a lot like the mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yes, the, yes, Jason Sudeikis playing Mitt Romney is perfect for him. So anyway, so they she meets the parents, and we get to hear about how the mom was also a city girl who came to this small town and met this dorky dad and decided <laughs> to buy a Christmas tree farm and just make it work for her family. And then we see Dylan is there and Dylan is her is Haley's older brother. So they all agree that she can hang out until the bus is able to turn around. So she gets a call back from her manager and there's a blizzard and they can't turn around. <laughs> they might I mean they're like they're like 30 minutes ahead of them. Yeah, the road, all the roads are closed. <laughs> the sky is beautiful where they are. There's a little bit of snow on the ground. So, yeah, there's suddenly a blizzard. Yeah, the, the roads are closed and they're not going to get back to her. So she has to, you know, just stay put and we'll come and get you. So Dylan shows her around the tree farm and mansplains Christmas trees to her, <laughs> yeah, right? He <laughs> He's so condescending to her about Christmas trees. like... Even if you like the outdoors, the country, Christmas, what do you really know about Christmas trees, though? Maybe you know the one that you buy usually, yeah. but I mean, who really knows how to grow Christmas trees other than Christmas tree farmers? So mm-hmm. he's super mansplaining <laughs> to her about it all. And we then we also find out that they are losing their farm that's going to be foreclosed. They've had a couple of tough years and made some bad decisions, and they're on the verge of losing their farm. You find out Adelaide and Haley go to, like, the hardware store, and one of the workers at the hardware store says, like, oh, I'm sorry to hear about the yeah. farm. And then, so that's when Addie realizes that, Well, like, they go to buy salt to salt the driveway because uh, she's never, like, seen, oh, yeah. like, driveway salting <laughs> before or sidewalk salting before. So that's when she, Addie realizes, like, oh, they're they're losing their farm. And then she said, like, you know, the 
the steel mill or whatever it was closed. Yeah, the steel cl- mill closed. closed so, people, you know, it's so really we, tough. So I guess, <laughs> <laughs> I guess the steel mill, mill closed. And then people, we shouldn't laugh about this, but people lost their jobs and they couldn't afford Christmas trees, maybe. Yeah. And, and that I also had a problem with what kind of Christmas tree farmers are having trouble paying the mortgage in Christmas time? Well, and this is also. You should, <laughs> like in June is when, like, yeah. oh man, it's been really tough on right. the Christmas tree farms. Yeah. Nobody's buying our Christmas trees because it's June. Well, we learned, well, on the sign, when they're coming into Preston, it says on the sign, home of the Christmas tree. And then we learned that the Lap family Christmas tree farm is the only tree farm and it's the only yeah. place to buy a Christmas tree in the home of the Christmas tree. So yeah. these should be like the the like richest people in town. Right? <laughs> well, their house is really like maybe lowered their their house is huge. Yeah, they've got like this huge barn. Like, what yeah. do we? What do they need all that yeah. for? Yeah, there's a real long scene of like panning of the barn. It's just like really like it's there's nothing like special about it, but they spend a really long time <laughs> panning on the barn. We learned that Dale Lap, the patriarch of the Laps, <laughs> is just kind of a loser. Like he doesn't. Well, the only person that cares about them losing their home and farm is Haley, the 16 year old who doesn't go to school. <laughs> to, I'm sure she's homeschooled. The Laps seem like homeschoolers. <laughs> you only need to know about Christmas trees. So. The. Uh, He's not very, he doesn't seem like he's good at anything except making breakfast and cracking <laughs> dad jokes. Yeah, he is not. So I could see this a tree farm family having trouble paying their mortgage over Christmas run by Dale Lapp. Because he's, he's like the one guy that you could see losing the Christmas tree yeah. farm during Christmas. Because right. he's kind of a loser. <laughs> Do you, can we play the uh, the clip of the dad? We can. Well, I, if you want to. Because <laughs> <laughs> this kind of just kind of sums up what the dad yeah, is. Yeah, well, yeah, play it. Well, they called us down for something. Patty, I'm kind of nervous. That's a good thing. It usually means something important is about to happen. All right. What are you kids up to? Mom, Dad, I have something to show you. Is it a large cup of coffee? Yeah. <laughs> Cracks a lot of dad jokes like that. He's not very focused. <laughs> he And he loves to make pies, and that seems to be like his only yeah, answer for pie, everything. It's yeah. so, like they're having sort of a serious conversation at dinner, and he brings out an apple pie in the middle. <laughs> Anytime's the perfect time for pie. He's always, all he's doing is, like, Haley is busting yeah, her she's working her tail off. And he's what? just like well, we see they him and he's making pies. He made like six pies. She like completely transforms our farm and he made six pies. Oh man! So Haley also makes wreaths, as we find out. So she's she's settling in for the evening. She she looks around the house and there's like a lot of photos that look like they were just taken that day too. So again, with the magazine, the art direction skills of this <laughs> yeah. movie are pretty weak. Um, so Haley makes these reeds in her bedroom. So again, we, they have this huge farm and barn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are they using it for? But in her tiny little bedroom, she's making these reeds. <laughs> so it's really not a problem because they are the fakest reeds ever. They are so plastic. And the trees in the movie are real, mm-hmm. it seems. But these reeds they're plastic, and then she uses curling ribbon on. You know what I'm. You know what I'm talking about curling yeah. ribbon. And it's never occurred to her to sell the wreaths with yeah. the Christmas trees. She's stacking up the wreaths in her, in her tiny. <laughs> so Boy, I'm making all these wreaths. Wonder what I could do with them. It is Christmas. Hmm, I guess I'll just keep them in the bedroom. So as Addie comes along to save the day, or Addie comes along to save the day. She suggests, oh, you should put the wreaths out to sell. Them. <laughs> I'm sure people would love them. 
have we established that still nobody in the town knows Addie's famous? No, the only person that knows is Dylan. Dylan, he knows. Dylan's that Ad, on to yeah, her. Yeah, but nobody yeah. else knows that yeah. she's the famous star at this point yet. And I think actually this next scene is maybe where she comes clean to him because we she goes outside and he's sitting it's a really like lovely scene like i would i would like this in our yard it's some chairs and like a festival blanket and a fire pit and he's sitting out there brooding and playing his guitar (laughs) (laughs) thinking about his life (laughs) can we say that is it a spoiler to talk about dylan (laughs) go for it (laughs) dylan's like 50 (laughs) dylan is old Yeah, Dylan is he's not old. like he's not like a twenty-one-year-old young artist that is you know, a little bit too scared to make his yeah. way. He's just a, a loaf that's been sitting around the family farm for twenty-five years. He he looks like he's not fifty, but he's he's late thirties. Yeah, he doesn't look that much younger than the parents. He yes. looks really old. <laughs> he's it's weird. Okay, maybe like Addie's like twenty-five and he's like forty. She's twenty-eight or twenty-eight. Well, and Haley's sixteen. Haley's like he's at least thirty-five. If not older. Yeah, their their ages are don't add up yeah. either. But he has, maybe it's because he's Dylan, but he definitely has like a Luke Perry, Dylan McKay-ness to him too with the hair and the forehead wrinkles. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and he always has this kind of sideways smile. Yeah. But he's cute. He is yeah, cute though. He and does. He, he looks exactly like Chris Isaac, like how you remember cute. Chris Isaac looking. Yeah. I think Addie's cute and mm-hmm. Dylan's cute and the sister, like for being yeah, plucky, cute. is yeah. cute. Yeah. So they're t- this doesn't always happen. Sometimes they're pushing it with they. I don't know. Sometimes, yeah, it's not even. But they're they're cute. Yeah. So he's pleasant to look at, even though he's out there brooding, looking brooding at the stars. He also mansplains stars to her during this. <laughs> he does, and then it turns out that she knows way more about them. And they're like so again, really fake. Like they, the constellations just like super stand out, <laughs> like stars on a kid's ceiling. Yeah. So then, uh, so they have a moment together out there, and they're we're starting to see that they're falling for each other, and a lot more talk about why doesn't he go to Nashville? Da, da, da. And this always comes back to this, and yeah. why doesn't she stick to her artistic integrity? You know, it all comes back to these things. You smell that? This is where he's kind of like mansplaining like the uh, Christmas trees. It's fresh snow. These woods in the snow. I don't think there's any place I'd rather be. Not on stage playing music. (laughs) You're good. Oh, yeah? I just know that real talent is rare. You should be in Nashville playing so you can be heard. (laughs) My place is in Preston. And my family. Okay, guy. (laughs) (laughs) Also, fresh snow, does that smell like an air freshener? (laughs) But it's like she's heard him play an acoustic guitar for 10 seconds and she thinks this guy should be in Nashville. This guy. Oh, my God. I've never heard acoustic strumming like this guy. Nashville is a really competitive business. But this guy, the way he strummed that acoustic guitar, he should be in Nashville. So then Russell, the manager, checks in and they're at a house. And I can't. Why? Whose house is this that they're at? Where are they? What's going on? Why can't they get her? This is all still very unclear. About why me. they can't pick her up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I totally get it that we need her to be in Preston. We need her to be stuck in Preston. It should have been something like they got on a plane and didn't realize she wasn't there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the logistics 10 minutes away and it's of that, all of this. The snow they is could have done there. a better yeah. job with that. So there are some really, this is a pretty good one. This is yeah. a better one. Yeah, this is a, it may not seem like <laughs> it, but this is a top-notch Hallmark movie. <laughs> the town is cute. <laughs> the farm is cute. The people yeah. are cute. 
The music is pretty good. Yeah. In it. But yeah, that's there's a there's a lot of holes with the logistics of just like why she is actually there. So then they get up the next morning and dad is making Christmas pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> and the parents are push are you know, pushing Dylan to the mom looks Emma looks at Dale. And says, tell me what you heard on the radio. And he's like, oh, son, I heard about a, um, a reality show, that, <laughs> a contest, uh, like an American Idol yeah. kind of tryout thing. You're... Well, you're too old for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the son is 40 and like every opportunity the parents have to like push Dylan, you got, you know, hey, there might be something that you could do with your music outside. Every chance they get, they're trying to push Dylan out the house. But Yeah, he doesn't get it. He like... doesn't need it. Preston's his home. It's... He's happy being on the tree farm. <laughs> it's like in the movie Sixteen Candles where the parents keep ki- like kicking the kid out to go to the dance. And he's like, but I want to stay home with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's that kind of feel to it. Um, so they've got to take some trees into town to their tree lot. And um, Haley is told Addie about her plan to make their farm like a destination for the holidays where they're selling Christmas trees and they're having um, refreshments and maybe people performing and it's a whole experience and sleigh rides and lots of decorations and that maybe they could raise some more money and Addie thinks this is a great idea and I guess Dylan's in on this too. Mm -hmm. So they devise a plan like Addie pushes them and encourages them like we can do this and they think about their friends in town who can help them out, who can lend a horse and carriage, who can lend some decorations to them and they reach out to them and they start it's kind of like a montage of them putting all of this together and they're in that like five and dime kind of store Mm -hmm. again and they hear on the radio Dylan and Addie overhear Cole Wyatt talking about his relationship with her and so that makes Dylan you know question yeah if they're really a couple or not and she explains that no it's just a business thing and so of course he you know doesn't approve of that because She's like selling out by pretending to date right. Cole Wyatt, and he doesn't approve of that. Right. He, he... Meanwhile, he's forty and staying home at the parents. <laughs> you do nothing. <laughs> he's like just like it's way mil- better milking off than selling out, Christmas becoming tree. successful, <laughs> maybe paying your dues a little bit, and kind of doing you know what it takes. So yeah, Dylan loves to challenge her way of doing mm-hmm. things. Like his way is the right way, the mom's way is the right way, Addie's way is the wrong way, and she needs to be schooled on. <laughs> what she should yeah, do. Yeah, Dylan's not very bright. There's one point where Addie wakes up early and makes breakfast for the family, mm-hmm. and she makes some muffins, and Dylan grabs the muffin then eats it. He, he eats it with, like, <laughs> the plastic. The he, doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't take the paper off. Yeah, he doesn't the... take the paper off. I'm like, this guy never ate He's never He bites a... into it like an apple. <laughs> He's like, oh, the... <laughs> this is bad. I'm like, well, he take the paper off. Dylan's not very bright. So, I mean, maybe I understand why he wants to be in the comforts of the tree farm. <laughs> He's a bit simple. <laughs> she wants to stay longer. The tree, the big tree lighting is coming up, and the Lap family farm always sponsors the tree light. They provide the tree for it, and Dylan's the one who kind of is in charge of it all. Um, so she wants to stay for that, and she's trying to encourage Dylan to perform at the tree lighting. But that doesn't happen. What happens to that? She tries to get him to perform and he kind of freaks out to say like no i can't do i can't perform let's just dance together so we've still got the tree lighting on the horizon but what they've got to do now is get this farm plan going the transformation so they stay up all night 
working on it. Mm-hmm. The parents are nowhere to be seen. <laughs> no, Dale's sleeping super sound up in bed. Doesn't care that because they're, they're foreclosing. They find out that they're going to foreclose in January fifth or something, like yeah. early January. Yeah. So they don't have much time to come right. up with like a couple of months of back mortgage. <laughs> Those parents are sleeping soundly. <laughs> they're about to be homeless in a couple. Of weeks. Dale's dreaming and... about making some more, more pancakes. He's got like he probably wears like a long nightgown and like a cap. <laughs> So they stay up all night um, and get this ready to then show their parents, and that's you know, that's when the the dad comes out. And he's like, "What do you have to show me? I hope it's a big cup of coffee." Like, no, dad, we stayed up all night trying to save your house and farm and livelihood. Come on, and the, the guy with the horse, the retired guy, like they, I don't know, we're, we're supposed to know, I don't know. There's a weird thing with him too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Owen. He brings his horse and sleigh, and he is the worst actor. <laughs> He's really stiff. <laughs> um, he seems very uncomfortable with this. So he shows up, and uh, they're going to get ready to open for business. So in the meantime, I don't know. They're all just kind of hanging out, and uh, Dylan and Addie start to work on their song. And it comes out that uh, Addie's been working on a Christmas song, mm-hmm. writing a Christmas song. She's returned. It's own. a big deal. She's yeah. returned to writing. She has a little notebook that she that which is a very Nashville, Nashville the show thing, too. And she shares her lyrics with Dylan, but she's a little bit stuck. And so let's put his his melody, yeah. you know, his strumming together with her great lyrics. <laughs> Featuring a line that says, the snow is white. Yeah. <laughs> they collaborate on yeah. this Christmas song. So, hey, again, like, Haley is saving the farm. The dad's a doofus. The mom is kind of judgy. Dylan doesn't seem that special. But Haley is so amazing. Like, looking at all of them, like, she pulls all of this yeah. off. And they think that Dylan is so special. All they do is talk <laughs> yeah. about how special Dylan is. Yeah. And then look She's at this doing everything. The 16-year-old girls do everything for the family. And they just want to talk about like why Dylan should be famous. Why isn't he out there being a star in yeah. Nashville? Now she does fail once because she shows up while they're getting ready to open. She drives like this huge pickup truck all over town, too. And she's got just like... Three or four little two by fours that she's gonna she's got plans that she's gonna make this huge wreath <laughs> gate <laughs> for everyone to walk through to get to the the um, store or whatever the showroom floor whatever they say so they need to cut down a tree their fam the lap they need tree to cut down the for lap their living room mm-hmm. so the mom takes Addie out to cut down her first tree and they bring this tiny little <laughs> and they're walking through this huge yeah. forest of trees. It looks like a kid's toy saw. It's like, I don't know. Just flimsy. Like, yeah, just flimsy. And they're, yeah, all these huge trees. And so the mom points out, like, that would be a good one. So she just crouches down with her coat open yeah. again. Like, the tree's like dangerous. 75 feet. It's, yeah. The tree is huge. I'm like, how is she going to cut down this big tree? With that little tiny saw, it's going to take so three days. She's like crouching down, kind of. <laughs> she's like, you're doing it. You're doing it. And they come back with this tiny little tree. <laughs> tree's like three feet tall. They're it. 75 foot into a three feet tall tree. <laughs> so they decorate the tree. And Dylan and Addie are looking at each other. And Russell checks in again. She puts him off again. Mm-hmm. They don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess when you have a week to drive somewhere that takes... Half a day, mm-hmm. like <laughs> you can take your. You don't have to be in such a rush. And uh, now it's time for the big tree lighting. So Dylan has does the honors, and it's kind of sparse crowd, though. I would say all the crowds and the crowd scenes have a very like 
all the PAs on the movie yeah. get together kind of feel. Yeah. Everyone's sort of the same age and yep. sort of looks the same. Yeah, there's no live music, but there's dancing, which yeah. seems a little weird. Yeah, I don't know why there's dancing at this thing. <laughs> An excuse for dancing. And the dad looks over, like uh, Addie and Dylan are dancing, and the dad looks over at her and says, she's the best. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Something's really funny about it. <laughs> Even though my daughter has been doing everything to save the farm. <laughs> Addie is the best, but still just, still just the way the dad says it is, yeah. I don't know, a creepy. Something. Okay, so Russell and, and Sandra, the, the makeup artist, show up. And they go to that five and dime, like they show up in the middle of town in the tour bus again. Mm -hmm. And they go to that five and dime where Bev works, who's helped them out. And they're like, have you seen this girl, Adelaide Kay? And she's like, oh, that, yes, I knew she looked familiar. And she totally rats her out. Yeah, let me give you their yes. address. <laughs> like, how does she know? <laughs> Wait, who are you? I'm her manager. Yeah, uh, what? Well, he, he looks oh, no. like he's a villain. Like, yes. You would never give anxious. a guy that looks like that their, uh, somebody's address. She's way too eager <laughs> yeah. to, to give him all the information. Yeah. <laughs> Here, let me drive you. Why don't you come with me? I'll take you right there. So they show up and the, the tree farm extravaganza is in full swing. They're all starting to catch on who she is. So, like, Haley has found out who she is. Her friend told her and who recognized her at the tree lighting. And um, so they show up and they, they're like, we've got to, you know, we've got to go to the big city for the morning show. Yeah, the morning show. It's <laughs> yeah. called the morning it's, show. Okay. she is. He got her a coveted spot on the nation's number one talk show. And she says to Dylan, I have to go. It's it's the morning show. It's been what, what I'm watching my whole life. Yeah. So I guess it's the Today Show, but it's very like. It's podunk. Yeah, it's, it's super podunk. They've got like a poster of the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> yeah. <behind laughs> yeah, the morning show. It's okay, so the she's, she's going to be on the morning show with Cole. And uh, so when we see Cole, he is so lame. Right. Like I was expecting him to be like young and handsome. And no, he's a he's no, just like he's, an oaf. Yes. Total oaf. Yeah. Not, not attractive. No, not not any, nothing. No. no. So I don't, was that intentional? Like, oh, Addie and this guy would never be together or was it bad casting? They should have made him slick. Like they should have made him generically cute and maybe a cowboy hat and like that kind of. They could have yeah, done a Wyatt lot was not, better. Uh, he was not impressive. His limited role. If we're going to think about who it would be on Nashville, it would be, what's the guy's name who was on the OC, the blonde guy who's on Nashville? That guy. Yeah. Who's like traditionally country good looking. Yeah. The big, yeah. the bigger guy that went, you know, welcome to the OC bitch, that guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, Cole is lame. And she gets in a fight with Russell about how she won't once. She's just burning out and... She wants to do things her way and not his way. And he's like, I've gotten you this far. Da, da, they get in a fight. And while this is happening, a seamstress is like Taylor or a Taylor is like um, working on her dress that she's wearing. And she's she's like measuring things. And she's I don't can't figure out what she's measuring. It's like tiny little things on it. Like, I don't know. She's not doing like her waist or her bust or like, any, I don't know. Like, it's like the, her shoulder, just like a tiny bit. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, back at the Lap family farm, Dylan and ha and Haley are kind of like moping around. They're sad that Addie is gone and that it looks like even though business is up, they're still not going to save the farm. the farm. So they're sad. And Dylan's sitting on the sofa and Dylan and Haley are kind of cute mm -hmm. together. And yeah. um, he's sitting on the sofa and he sees under the tree one of those horrible wreaths. And it's for him from Addie. She made it for him. But the, again, the handwriting on the card is so bad. 
<laughs> yeah, it looks like a twelve-year-old a boy's yes. handwriting. Yeah, kind of it's sloppy. Really bad. <laughs> yeah, anything on paper in this yeah. <laughs> in this movie is not done very well. So she's we see her on the morning show with Cole, and she her plan was that she was gonna come out and come say that they are not really a couple, and um, so she does, and Russell gets mad at her, and then when she's leaving the uh, the show, she feels you know like she feels good about herself, like she's doing things on her own term her terms now. So when she comes out, there's a bunch of fans out there screaming for her. Adelaide, I want to be just like you. Just be yourself, because that's even better. Thank you. <laughs> Just be yourself. These fans are the same people that were at the tree light. <laughs> There's like a couple of guys that yeah. they're like laughing in the background. You can tell they're not. Yeah. The extras are not great. So she's she's leaving. This happens. And who's there? I think the tour bus is there. But yeah. who's standing in front of the tour bus? Dylan. Dylan Lapp. Oh, Dylan Lapp. He left Preston. And he tells her they're going to lose the farm. And she says, can't I help? I can. What if I have a Christmas concert at the farm to raise money to save save the farm? And she's offered to help before, mm-hmm. too. And, I mean, she has helped in that pushing them to do things. But I think she meant, like, monetarily she could help. She went up to the mom to say, like, let me help. And th- I think this is before the mom realized if she was she was famous or not. But the right. mom was like, no, Everything no will be help. fine. We'll Everything just eat pancakes and it'll be fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's come up with a plan. No, dear. Thank you so much. Everything's going to work out. How? So, are you going to start selling Dale's pancakes? So she says she'll have a uh, have a concert to raise the rest of the money. And he's just like so think you know gracious and appreciative of it. And he's like, but you have your you know your palace concert. And she's like, I'd rather do this. And then they kiss. <laughs> so here we are back at the at the farm. There's kind of an artsy shot of like a one take shot where it goes from like one person, like one person hands a wreath to somebody and then they walk and give it to someone else and get a cup of cocoa and hand that to someone else. Like it's sort of an artsy shot. Mm -hmm. And um, the uh, makeup artist is there and she says, this is like, you're right. This is like walking into Jingle Bells. (laughs) And so they have uh, the concert is all set up and Russell seems totally fine with this. So, yeah, they've somehow they've. I think he's decided to hitch his wagon to Adelaide no matter what. Yeah. And she has written the, the, you know, the song and he's heard it and says he liked it. So maybe he realized like, oh, oh we yeah, got, you know, you've got a, some, a cash cow. Yeah. Here. Um, but yeah, like she just cancels that concert that I guess people have bought tickets for <laughs> and he's fine with it. And I don't know. Of, instead of the big palace concert on Christmas, he's going to do a fundraiser for the Lap family. <laughs> with like, again, like 15 people. Yeah, I don't 15 know how this saved the farm. <laughs> how much were tickets? Yeah, much, I don't yeah. know. $150. We also see a shot of the dads packing up some pies that he bakes. <laughs> <laughs> and then it ends with them performing their song and Dylan is performing with her. It's a pretty good song. Because throughout, you can, they've, you know, he's kind of been playing the melody throughout and it is catchy. It, it's a little catchy. And then, yeah, you hear the lyrics and then you're like, this is dumb. This, <laughs> the chorus no, is pretty. It is white. <laughs> The, the chorus end, is good, but the, the song, verses are not good. When you hear the song, you're like, oh, this, is, this isn't bad. So without much further ado, I am Adelaide Kay. And I'm, uh, I'm Dylan Lapp. And I'm Dylan Lapp. Better <laughs> <laughs> change that name. <laughs> my dad's name Dale Lapp. Song <laughs> written by Adam. That we wrote together.
Song. I mean, I'd be fine if I heard that on yeah, the Christmas music yeah, channel. Yeah, we listen to a lot of Christmas music on the light or whatever, and yeah, I would totally listen to that song. Yeah, for all the bad fake things in this movie, the song is good, so. The <laughs> snow is white. <laughs> yeah, I guess that Kevin McCary guy is a musician, too, and obviously if she was on Glee, mm-hmm. she's... So I mean, then we assume that this... They've saved, They've saved the, farm, the farm, and she's saved her career, and everyone uh, happily, happily ever. ever They'll live in Nashville together because Dylan's going to go to Nashville. He tell—I yeah. guess we left that part out. He does tell his family he's going to go to Nashville. <laughs> All right, so now it's time for naughty or nice, where we're going to pick the one thing that was naughty in the movie and the one thing that was nice in yeah. the movie. What's your naughty? I think I might take your naughty as well, <laughs> but I'm going to go with Dale Lap. <laughs> As being the worst thing this yeah, movie has I agree, to Dale offer. Lapp. Yeah. He's, he's worthless. <laughs> Dale Lap. Dale Lap. Naughty. Emma Lap is kind of a close second, too. She's really annoying yeah. and judgy. But yeah, Dale Lap. All right, for nice. I'm going to go with Haley. Haley okay. Lap, because if it wasn't for Haley Lap, she came up with the idea to like save the farm. She cares more than the family. If it wasn't for her, you know, then nothing would have ever happened with the farm. They wouldn't have. Had this big concert at the end. Dylan and uh, Addie might might not have been together. I feel like Haley Lap was the person that held this story together. I'm gonna say just like their their farm. Like I I liked the the setting of it, the snow and the little fire pit, and it did feel Christmassy. That part felt authentic. That held it all together. Well, that is the first episode of. Pete and Molly save Christmas. We'll, Molly and Pete save Christmas. Molly and Pete save Christmas. <laughs> we'll do this uh, throughout the holidays. We'll have uh, another episode next week of the newest Hallmark Christmas movie. Is that how we're going to do it? Yeah. So if you, they come on all the time too. So search the Hallmark channel, set your DVRs. 